Hey, Henry, what's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Hey, howdy. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Rope Droppers Podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Disney needs. My name is Glenn, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Landon and Colby. We're going to be changing things up a bit in this episode, starting off with our new segment called the Frontier Face-Off. We'll get into that here in just a second, and then we'll be moving on to what is no longer the newest segment, the One Star Wonders, and then we'll be drafting the worst rides to get stuck on in WDW. Then in Extra Magic Hours, we're going to be talking about the flop of Jollywood Nights, which is a Patreon exclusive. And as usual, we'll be wrapping things up with the Disney Trivia Showdown, which is actually now going to be called the Hoedown Showdown. I just think it's a more fun name. But before we get into that, let's catch up with Landon and Colby here for a second and see how they're doing. I'm doing really well. I'm doing pretty well. Happy. My dad's coming in tonight and driving over to Richmond to pick him up. I'm excited. And we're going to go to D.C. on Friday as well. So looking for some fun. And also, I've been really active on Twitter lately. Please follow me at Colby Tweetin because I'm trying to build up the Rope Droppers podcast Twitter. So I've been really involved over there as well. Just a quick plug. For me, it's been a long week. I've been a little bit under the weather, um, but pushing through. Just took my last test today of the quarter. Hopefully that goes well. And then we're going to New York on Saturday, so that's going to be exciting. Ooh, that's wow. exciting. I love New York. You can say hi to Cassidy. She's up there. For me, uh, I don't really have a lot going on. We're heading into Thanksgiving week by the time you listen to this episode. And before next episode, Thanksgiving will have already passed. So happy Thanksgiving. Hope everyone had a lovely holiday with their friends and families. But I'm not going to keep you guys waiting any longer. I'm really excited for this new segment called the Frontier Face-Off. Colby had the idea to start debating on this podcast, which I'm a big fan of debating, and I know he is too. And Landon's definitely going to dunk on us at some point. But today, Colby and I are going to be taking the reins. And... Man, I'm excited. Usually we're going to take two opposing points of views, just like a regular debate. It doesn't have to be something we necessarily agree with, but you just have to defend it to the best of your abilities. So let's jump on into this segment. Yeah, I'm excited to see what you'll have to say. So Colby today is going to be talking about Mickey's Toontown Fair. That's right. The superior to Storybook Circus. I just want to point that out real quick. Yeah, go ahead. And then next we have Storybook Circus and Glenn will be defending that. Hey, what can I say? The better themed area, the better developed area will ultimately win here. Clearly, Mickey's Toontown Fair is not that, though. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Colby, what is it? what's your opening argument? Here's what I'll say. The first and all, I think only argument that I really need to have is, tell me this, where, do, where does Mickey and Minnie live? I just want to know. Where do they lay their head at night? Tell me that. Mm-hmm. I'm seven years old. Mm-hmm. I'm eight years old. Mm. I'm, eight, I'm seven or eight years old, 10 years old, around that age. Mm. I'm not sure. Where do they live? Let's Colby? say I'm 27 years old. Let's say I'm around that age. <laughs> Where so, do they live, the Mickey Mouse Club. Mickey's Toontown, of course, had Mickey's house. It had Minnie's house, and you could walk through it, and it was just so awesome. And as a child, it's, oh, well, this is where Mickey lives. This is so cool. Honestly, my first point is that makes it superior in general, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I 100% disagree. I think Mickey's Toontown Fair was the dino land of the Magic Kingdom, a land that was fun for a short time, but was extremely underdeveloped. I think Disneyland did a much better job at this, even though we're a Disney podcast or a Disney World podcast primarily. I think that Disneyland's Toontown 
was significantly better than Disney World's easily, even today. But I, as a kid, and nowadays, I don't think kids are really worried about where Mickey lives. I think they, like Landon said, they live in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. That's where they rest their head at night. They live in your TV. They live in your phone. So you're just going to visit Mickey. And there's so many places to meet Mickey across property. I don't think that Mickey's Toontown Fair was necessary anymore for Disney World, especially considering... I'm not a huge fan of Storybook Circus. I'm not going to be. This isn't the first time I've said that on this podcast. But without Mickey's Toontown Fair going away, we wouldn't have any of New Fantasyland because that's that was where a part of the plot was. I think that to make way for New Fantasyland, to make way for this much better themed area, which hasn't gotten as much love as it deserves or maybe too much love or whatever, I think Mickey's Toontown Fair absolutely needed to go. It was beyond mid. I disagree because I think Mickey's Toontown had a lot of charm. And I think that Storybook Circus lacks charm right now. Um, okay. There's a, there's a lot of character in not only being able to go in the houses, but they're very, obviously, Toontown. It's in the name. It's very cartoon-like in there, which I think really bodes well with Mickey and Friends, of course, because that's where they originate in a cartoon. And so yeah. that just the land itself had a lot of character. And also, I love the sign outside of it i love that it opened a little later i i love that you get to ride the barnstormer um, and you could ride it with goofy and max and stuff like that i just i love the charm of that area and i know we still have the great goofini but i think the barnstormer itself was a better as the the better rendition of barnstormer is the one room toontown so that's my next point yeah oh i would agree with you but i think that the version of Dumbo that we have back there in Storybook Circus is the better version of Dumbo. It's significant. The theming that they've done to Dumbo alone is worth the Storybook Circus segment coming. I do wish that Mickey and Minnie had a more permanent home in, in Magic Kingdom or in a park at Disney World. I totally agree with you there. But you can still ride the Great Goofini. It's the exact same ride lay layout. Theming fits really well into Storybook Circus, like how... Barnstormer wouldn't have fit really well into Storybook Circus, but the Great Goofini is the same ride laid out, same character, same design, just minus the barn. For that point, that's all I have to say about that, really. But I think that, I do think that if Storybook Circus, both of these lands, where Disney fell short in them, was not maintaining them well enough, not putting new enough properties in there because storybook circus hasn't really been touched a lot since it was opened up back in 2012 and it's the same thing for mickey's toontown fair but the difference is mickey's toontown fair was meant as a temporary attraction for mickey's 90th birthday it opened in 1990 and got slowly developed maybe a few overhauls over the period but starting at about 2005 they just left it entirely they didn't update it at all which is where my my favoritism towards New Fantasyland and Storybook Circus comes. I think the theming is significantly better, and I think they did a good job with it. It's aged pretty well, even though I don't really like this area. I do think you bring up some good points. I still prefer um, to, but at the same time, like I, I, do, I do think you have good points, especially about Dumbo's a lot better over there. Yeah. Especially with the lighting and um, you know the fountain and stuff like that. It just looks a lot better. So I'll, I'll give you that. Thank you. Thank you. Hey. No shame to you. I do think that a part of me is I really enjoyed Mickey's Toontown Fair as a kid, but I do stand by the point that I have that Disneyland 
maintained and updated their Toontown enough, especially with the opening of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. They completely overhauled that whole section of the park. Mickey and Minnie still have, you can still get those vibes. You can't go to Disney World and get those vibes, unfortunately, anymore. But the vibes do still exist. And the point of Mickey's Toontown Fair was originally, was just supposed to be for Mickey's 90th birthday. And then it was really popular. And so it stuck around for way longer, which, you know, is fine. But that I was just my trivia that... question today. So I have to make oh. a new one. Oh, I, I'm yeah. so sorry. So, no, it's okay. It, 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 now that at least y'all both know it now. Yeah. Landon, which one do you prefer, by the way, Toontown or Storybook? It's two completely different parts of my lives, I feel like. When I think Toontown, I think more of my childhood. When I think Storybook, it's more of a place to just get some AC. So I'm going to go Toontown. Facts. Mm. There we okay. go. There we go. But, but I also think it's a little, this debate is, is fun. But Toontown didn't just take up the Storybook plot. It took up a lot of New Fantasyland. And so we couldn't have Toontown with New Fantasyland as well. I, I would take New Fantasyland every day over Toontown, especially even like the aerial section. I would take that every day no, over Toontown. I guess you bring that into it. And it's okay. Yeah, I was up. That's why I wouldn't have brought that point up earlier. But I do think that uh, obviously everyone would take New Fantasyland over Toontown Fair at that point. I wonder what the listen- listeners think about this. Let us know. Yeah, which, no, this which was... one you dra- which one you like better. That's what the Frontier Face Off is going to be all about. It's just taking two opposing points of view and really seeing what's going to win. Is it going to be nostalgia or is it going to be the advancement of Disney World? I think that's super duper an interesting question that this specific topic poses. I think next week we're going to do one that's a little close to home for, I think, both of us, Glenn, but Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway versus the Great Movie Ride. So that's going to be tune in next week. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a tough one to argue for because I, man, (laughs) we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But Man, what a fun segment. I I really like debating. I think that it'll be a super fun opportunity to open up. But that being said, that was the end of the Frontier Face-Off. If you liked it, go ahead and let us know you liked it over on Instagram. Maybe we can have something similar to Draft Day where we can have the listeners vote. But that being said, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment, which is One Star Wonders. And if you never heard this segment before, One Star Wonders is where I go and pick one or two or three or four one-star reviews of a ride show or attraction in Disney World, and I read them off to Landon and Colby. And then they basically just have to guess what the attraction is. Today, I only have two reviews. They're super detailed reviews, so I hope that we get it in time. But you boys ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. All right, they are pretty lengthy reviews, so I'll let you know when it's over. But with the first one that I have written down, I've waited for this ride three times. And every time, after about two hours, it's broken down or... A set of lightning lane whales has pushed their way through the line, making it even Ooh. longer. Mine train. Ooh, not yet. Nope. It's not mine train, though. I finally got on the ride after a three and a half hour commitment, which through its innovation is mediocre at best. It's a good concept, but it is completely undermined by its inefficient queue and slow boarding process. I wouldn't wait longer. Slow boarding process. I wouldn't wait longer than 20 minutes for this ride. Inefficient queue, slow boarding process. I'm going to guess frozen. It's not frozen. Y'all are in the right park, though, which is crazy. Let's go ahead and move on to the next review. This one really is a long one. I'll just say done whenever I'm done with the review, and y'all can guess then. The line was 70 minutes because of rain. Not horrible. We knew that going into it. But the queue is beyond cheap. I'm a huge fan of queues because 
It's basically like a preview of what's to come. Like a pregame before a night out on the town. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a PG podcast. What's going on? I don't know. It was just really funny, Whoa. so I had to leave it in. The queue was nothing special. Once in the gr- in the long gray hallway with all the people in line, I had to practice my anxiety breathing because I almost flipped out. It was too closed in for my liking. There was only one little section that they put any thought to in this queue, and you can't miss it. The only detailed part before making your way into another small hallway full of people. Test track. The, not test track. The ride is oh super. Goodness. The ride is super similar to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, all digital. Remy. Someone high up. It oh, is it's Remy. Yeah, yeah. Someone high up in the Disney company must be terrified of animatronics because all the rides are going digital nowadays. I couldn't even keep my eyes open, even with the 3D glasses on. It is Remy's Ratatouille adventure. I, yeah, no. It, there were a lot of really funny reviews for this one. I don't know. That one was really funny to me. But, yeah, Remy's. Wow. Yeah, I really wow. agree with the review. I, I agree with the review, though. I agree with it. I, it's I, I harsh, think... but I could, I can see. Yeah, I can see it. Of the cues Disney's put out in the past few years, I do think Remy's is probably my least favorite. I think the area back there is fantastic, but the queue itself is mid. I can't even, I can't, I've never waited in line there. Oh. I've only gone through the Fast Pass. Or what is that? Lightning Lane. No, the fact the first one called it, it said the Lightning Lane whales pushed their way through. I was like, goodness. People were saying like, oh, I don't like that ride. But yeah, that you waited 90 minutes for it. Yeah, that's this person committed three and a half hours of their day to get on it. So that's uh, you're you're setting yourself up for failure. So many people go to Disney and they just don't know how. And like, I understand that because they've never been. Don't waste all your day doing one thing, you know, but like a lot of people will try to just get in line for anything. And of course, you get in line for Navi River Journey and you you get out and it's hour and 30 minutes later. And you're like, what in the world did I just do with my time? Yeah. Uh, so it's just. This is why you got to listen to podcasts. This is why you got to yeah, do your research here. for you. Know, you. Maybe at some point we'll do a beginner's guide to Disney World. I think that'd be a really fun podcast to do. If you're interested in that, DM us on Instagram. Let us know things like that. That'd be a really fun time. But yeah, I man, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure was the ride. It's absolutely crazy. But now we are going to moving, be moving on to the draft. What a predictable pick, Colby. We're going to be moving on to the <laughs> draft segment of the podcast. And this week we are going to be drafting the worst rides to get stuck on. One guess what the first ride is if you've ever been to Disney World. The order this week is going to be Colby, then me, and then Landon. I have to say that I'm excited for this draft. Let's get to ball or rolling, boys. All right, so I got the first pick, and this is, I want to equate this to something. This is, you're in a fantasy football draft, and you have Justin Jefferson at 1.01, okay? Or you have, or it's like a few years ago, and you have Christian McCaffrey at 1.01. Like you, this is a slam dunk for your basketball fans. This is like fantasy basketball this year, and you have Nikola Jokic at 1.01. This is the most slam dunk I've ever had. Biggest one ever. It's a small world. Worst ride to get stuck on in Disney World. I've gotten stuck on it once. It was horrible. Not only some sometimes when you get stuck on it, the ride is still going. So it's just the song over and over again. Don't overthink this. Yeah. Sometimes you, you just gotta take what's in front of you. This is like yeah. when it's third and four or third and two, and they you throw the ball instead of run the ball. This is you need to take. It's a small world in this spot. So that's what we're doing. 
Yeah, no, I, I I think that's a perfect pick here on round one. Round two is it's a bit it's a bit more of a free for all. I think you could throw any ride in here, but I'm not gonna throw just any ride. I am going to take a ride that I've gotten stuck on a bunch of times because Colby's mentioned it before whenever we've talked about it. It stops a lot for people who can't get on who have to get on and off the ride for different reasons. I'm gonna take Journey of the Little Mermaid here in the second round. I've been stuck right in the big room with the singing finale i think that ride yes. is an absolute nightmare super similar to it's a small world so i'm taking journey of the little mermaid here for my first round pick those two are great picks probably honestly in my top two but like i always do i will always look up like reddit threads of our drafts to see if there's anything out there so i can just read what people <laughs> think and i saw good. one that was not on my list originally but the review about it just was like, okay, I have to put it on my list. And it was so funny. It is PG-13, so I'm not going to read it off on the podcast. But <laughs> I will be drafting Tomorrowland Speedway. The person mm. in the review said they got stuck behind a car that died. And they were just stuck there in their seats with the hot sun just for like, I think it said for 30 minutes or something like that. But just imagine all those fumes, the heat. That's just an nightmare Absolutely experience. agree. Yeah. Man. Now, it is really hot out there. That would be tough. That would be really tough. That would be hard. I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even have thought about that one. Yeah, Genuinely. when I saw it, I was like, no, that never shuts down. And then I was like... Okay, so I've, I've never been stuck on this ride, so I don't even know if I can choose. Is this based on experience or just... Like, I was just taking that as if it was the worst that you could get stuck on. Yeah, you can. if you want to go experience-based, you can, but... Now so I I'll go terrifying. How about that? Okay. Because... Let's just say you're on the loop on Rock and Roller Coaster and it stops. Yes. Mm, okay. that, that, that would be terrible. That would be very scary. Like, yeah, I genuinely. They have, like, safety. I think they have, someone would have to go very wrong for that to happen because they have, like, safety precautions to make sure you stay right. in a different place. But, man, that would be so scary. I'll go Rock and Roller Coaster under that. Just, under that pretext, yeah. I'm a, thrill, I'm a thrill guy. Like, I put a loop in it, do anything to make it thrilling. That's how, I've, that's been a, my mo on the podcast like how can we make this thrilling how can we make this more fun but man even that would scare me yeah i went more so along the route of i went more for the experience route and i'm just thinking about all the times where i've been on a disney boat ride and the line and the boats have been backed up like an extra 20 minutes and you're just sitting there waiting to get off the ride and man it was hard to pick one just one of these i think by far the most obnoxious one and the most lackluster one is living with the land i love living with the land i think it's, it's super underrated but that show at the end having to listen to that loop over and over again is one of the most irritating things about that ride living with the land i'm taking here in the second round for me i like that i've never been i've never been stuck on that ride but imagine so the first half of living with the land is really boring to me yeah i don't know like it's tough like i i don't really i don't really understand the appeal of it i really don't like i don't get it but people love living with the land. And like, the greenhouse is cool, but the first part is is pretty brutal. Like, I think it's the, the middle part is the only part I like about that ride. I like I like the farmhouse and like the vibes over there at the very, very beginning, but it's not something I put in a top 10, but it's definitely a good ride, for me at least. Yeah, that would easily be one of the worst for me as well. That was going to be my next pick, but you snagged it. Wow. So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Finding Nemo. I've been stuck mm, on that. Yep. I hate it, bro. Especially, like, if the lights come on and you can see, like, certain animatronics or whatever, like, moving in there. That's just a trash ride in general. Yeah. Like, even riding that ride is tough. 
yeah, exactly. it's genuine. Genuinely, it's one of the only rides that some rides I'm like, oh, it's got a great air conditioning. That's one of the only rides that I the only reason I would go on it is for the AC in a short line. But yeah, good pick. So I'm going to go. I have two that I'm in between right now. And so this is tough. Uh, one of them is based off an experience that I had. I'll go Mind Train um, because I know it's been well documented on this podcast. I'm a big guy. Obviously, people that are just now just listening for the first time, they have no idea what we look like. I'm a pretty big guy. I'll admit it. I got some weight on me. I'm not trying to I'm not I'm not going to sit here and lie. So the mine train seats are just really small and I can't really fit in them. And so I'm very uncomfortable. And then one time it stopped and we were on that ride for 30 minutes. And so I'm just like this the entire time. Very uncomfortable hilarious yeah no i think i would have drafted mine train too but i've been stuck on that ride in the where a million diamonds shine scene with them just singing over and over again and i think that's really what makes my list more than anything it's just the music loops the really annoying ones man because this one of this this ride is one of my favorites in disney world and i'm taking it here because i've been stuck on this ride for a very long time before and just for no reason I've been stuck on Pirates of the Caribbean before for about 45 minutes. And we were in the fire burning room and it was just constant singing and it was so loud and just a 45 minutes stuck on anything just isn't a good time. But anything with an overwhelming music loop definitely is going to take my list. Pirates of the Caribbean is what I'm taking here in for my third round pick. Yeah, for me, when I think of this question or just think of the topic in general, it's just hard for me to envision okay, this ride is probably better than this one just based off where I'm sitting. And that's like a big mm. dictator for me. If I'm in an uncomfortable ride, this is going on top of my list. Uh, so for me, Figments, Journey to Imagination, is just like, I hate that seat that I'm sitting in. And then I- It is uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It is. So that's why I'm picking that for my next one. Absolutely. Honestly, that wasn't on my list. But now as you say it, those seats are really uncomfortable. And so I want to do a draft next week of we'll, we'll do most comfortable ride seats and then most uncomfortable ride yes, seats the next yes, week. I like it. Be looking forward to that. Moving on to worst rides to get stuck on. Pick number four for Last me. Pick. Last pick. Dinosaur. I've gotten stuck on Dinosaur before, and it's pretty tough. Also, I don't really like the smell of that area. Yeah. And... It was really dark, and honestly, not to be a little baby, but it was scary. <laughs> so <laughs> I just didn't really enjoy it, and I'm going to pick Dinosaur. Okay, Dinosaur's a good pick. You can never go wrong track Dinosaur on this podcast, whether it's, <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. whether it's good or bad. Yeah, man, I think it's safe. I think it's a safe bet. I think that here for my last pick, I'm going to take Spaceship Earth. I think this is a ride that's absolutely, like, you get stuck on it all the time as well because it's an omni track system. It's constantly loading, constantly getting off. But I think that Spaceship Earth, depending on where you get stuck, is one of the worst rides to get stuck on. See, if you get stuck going backwards at the very end of the ride, whenever you're building your world, it's not that bad. But if you get stuck in the extra scene with the clanking and everything like that, yeah. It, yeah. it's pretty bad. So Honestly, um, that's a good one. I, I didn't even think about that one. That's, that's yeah, a good I, one. Yeah, so I'm taking Spaceship Earth here. And for this pick. Yeah, it's a great pick. I think if we like pick certain scenes, 
like that. I feel like it could change our drafts a lot. But hey, like I had very that, specific that, things in mind. Yeah, that was on my yeah. list as well, just because of that reason. But I'm going to move on over to this one just, again, being uncomfortable at certain times. Picture this. You board onto this ride. You're <laughs> minding your own business, going along, and you just get soaked. And then you just have to sit there after getting stuck on it in this puddle of water in your seat. No one wants to ride mm, Cali, Cali River Rapids, Rapids in general. Ever. So this is going yeah. on my list. I like Cali River Rapids. I like that it's a water ride. I, you know how no, I am no, about I, Disney and water rides. I agree. I, I agree. I, yeah. They need more water rides. I have no idea. The lack of water rides at Disney is bizarre to me. Yeah. I don't like the, the thing I don't like about Cali River Rapids. Cool. Yeah, is that it's so serious. I hate that. Like, I just, that's the, the generally it's you're riding this ride. It's such a bummer the entire time. You know it's, what they should do? They should close chainsaws. They, they should close Dinosaur and move the animatronics to Cali River Rapids and make it a dino ride. Yeah, hey, that's, not that's honestly, ride. it's really, <laughs> it should be like a fun adventure ride. Not, yeah. And I, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's, it's just such a bummer. Like literally, yeah, you can, really you is. ride that ride and it brings the mood down, like mood killer. You're having fun, you're smiling, and then deforestation and all that crap. It's just it's just such a bummer to ride. This is not exactly why I want to do on vacation. It's just weird to me. I don't get yeah, it. But, uh, hey, we're gonna start a petition. Move Doctor Seeker to Cali River Rapids. Problem okay, solved. Okay. All my, like- all my almost all my issues with Animal Kingdom are gone right there. Boom. But that being said. Man, I, I like this draft a lot. Y'all got any honorable mentions that you want to throw out? Yeah, I debated taking the monorail based off the recent events, but mm, I feel like that'd mm-hmm. be unfair. What that'd happened? Be a good one. The what, last week, how we talked about the monorail shutting down. Oh, uh, they have wheels now. Yeah, they have yeah. wheels. They have wheels now. I was flirting with the idea of would I want to be stuck on Guardians, but I just took it off my list. Yeah, I think there are a few rides that would be really wouldn't be bad to get stuck on. Like I think about when I've gotten stuck on like Kilimanjaro Safaris before because it's usually for good reason. Like you still get great views of like, the Savannah and everything and like cool animal interactions. So that would be a fun one. And also I mentioned on Spaceship Earth, I'm I genuinely when you're leaning backwards, like going back downhill, that is one of the best places to get stuck in Disney. I fully agree with that. Man, it's nap time. Yeah, it is nap time and nap time in especially in Epcot, dude. I need a good nap. But let's go ahead and recap our list, and then we can move on to Extra Magic Hours. Let's do it. With my first pick, I took It's a Small World, then Rock and Roller Coaster, Mine Train, and Dinosaur. And then for my first round pick, I took Journey of the Little Mermaid, then I took Living with the Land, then Pirates of the Caribbean, then Spaceship Earth. Then I took Tomorrowland Speedway, Finding Nemo, Figment, and then Cali River Rapids great picks a lot of it could just be personal experience like a lot of mine very personal experience like i would not have probably picked pirates if i had never been stuck on there for 45 minutes before i think sarah suggested it this week so thank you sarah my hot take is some rides i just enjoy getting stuck on like when splash was around and i would get stuck on that dude it was a good time especially when you got evacuated from it and you'd have to go like backstage and stuff like that's happened to me a couple mm. times Ooh, yeah have y'all ever what rides have y'all been evac'd from uh splash uh, people mover that was cool Ooh, tell us about that so we just we got stuck near where the project tomorrow thing is like we had just passed that yeah and so we weren't right next to it we were past it so we couldn't really see it so there's the project tomorrow and then there's like just a black hole essentially 
Yeah, so, we exited out of there and we just walked backwards to the hmm. front. It was pretty cool to walk it. I enjoyed it. Yep. I've never been evac from a ride. Really? Never. Nope. It needs to change. Yeah. Yeah. No, I tried. I, I've tried. Sometimes I've been stuck on rides for a really long time and I'm like, this is going to be the time. It's going to be it. And then it starts moving. Especially People Mover in the Space Mountain section. I've broken down there a couple of times for a long time. Uh, I'm like, man, I want to get evac'd. It would be so fun. But, or even evac'd off of space, I feel it would be a pretty fun one. Space Mountain. But yeah, that's a super fun time. Anyways, let's go ahead and move on to Extra Magic Hours. And for those of you who don't know what Extra Magic Hours is, this is a Patreon exclusive segment of the show. If you don't know what Patreon is, you can check the link down in the description below. You can basically select different tiers, support the show in different ways. We appreciate y'all a lot. We have some stuff in the works that I'm actually really excited for. You'll actually be able to hear it here within the next few weeks. It's taken a bit longer than I wanted, but I'll let you know about that whenever I have something more concrete. But this week we are going to be discussing the flop of Jollywood Nights. And Jollywood Nights is an event over there at Hollywood Studios for the holiday season. It's quite expensive. It's coming in between $199 a night and $179 a night. And Twitter... Grief. Yeah, and Twitter has been I ripping mean, it to pieces. So, before we actually get into it, we're going to cut here. And, you know, if you're not a Patreon member, we're going to move on to the Hoedown Showdown. And uh, if you are, then um, you get to hear the segment right now. Welcome to the Hoedown Showdown. What was once the Disney Trivia Showdown has gotten an overhaul as far as the name goes. I just like this name a little bit more. We're going to try it out for a few weeks. I think it's a bit catchier and not as much of a mouthful as the Disney Trivia Showdown, which was a legacy show from Colby and I's last podcast. But which, but this, but I am excited to make it, give it a, its own rope droppers twist here about 28 episodes in. I'm pretty happy with it, but uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and go on to the Hoedown Showdown. For those of you who don't know what the Hoedown Showdown is, this is the part of the show where we all claim to be semi-Disney experts, and it's meant to show who's not in a fun, joking sort of way. The order is going to be the same as the draft this week. It's going to be Colby, then me, then Landon. Without further ado, Colby, do you got your trivia question yet? Yes, I had to do a different trivia question, but I would love for y'all to collaborate this together because I don't know if it's tough, but it's a few things. Name all 12 monorail colors. And you're going to have, you have one minute yeah, to think, do it. I think Philip did this. Oh, I have, oh, I don't think I have a minute. Right. I don't think Black, I can do that. One minute. Black, red, Black. gold, blue, yellow. Is there yellow? No. Is there? Yeah, there's yellow. Yellow, yeah. Yeah, yellow. Orange? Orange is, yeah, another one. That's six. Teal? There you go. That's teal. How many are there? That's seven. There's 12. You got seven so far. Yeah, I was about to say, I think we have seven. Silver? Yep. That's, that was a good one. Silver usually comes with another thing in a song. Silver and gold. I thought I said gold. No. Yes, gold. gold. I thought you said gold. Yep. I thought you said gold. Uh, uh, well, there, have we said green? No. Lime? Yeah, lime. That's another one. And there's two more. So we one, of them's, one of them's a little obscure. I'm done. I don't know anymore. There's no... Oh, there's a pinkish color one, right? Is it not called pink? Pink and purple are both retired. Coral? Yeah, coral. And then I think y'all got them all at that point. But yeah, the 12 monorail colors are peach, teal, red, coral, orange, gold, yellow, lime, green, blue, silver, and black. Yeah. And fun fact, the black monorail is the longest. Really? It's also my favorite. I really like the That's inside of the cool. black monorail. It's yeah. really nice. All right, that's pretty fun. Good question, Colby. Good question. I think we've done it before, but it's definitely one that I don't, I, I never remember. Yeah, really fun. 
yeah, now we are going to be moving on to what is my question. This is uh, this is a pretty softball as far as my Disney trivia questions go. I there's two answers I'm looking for. In what was going to be the play pavilion, which is now canceled, what it was in the play pavilion area, what was the name of that pavilion originally, and what was the ride inside of there? Oh, what was there? Body Wars? Body Wars is it. Yeah. Do you know the name of the pavilion? Uh, like no. where that, life, that was located life, in? Life Pavilion or something? Close. Is it really? Yeah. It's, it's, the, wonders of, it's the Wonders of oh. Life Pavilion. Wonders okay. of Life. Yeah, I really I love the old I love original Epcot. So. I remember riding Body Wars, I think, and I when I was real little, and it was so weird. Yeah, it was similar. It was basically the same ride system as Star Tours. So I ain't wanting to go in nobody's body like that. No thanks. Two thousand seven was when it closed. Oh yeah, so I definitely wrote it then. Yeah, I also did. Buzzy was in there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So fun question. Alrighty, Landon, what is your question? All right, so I was reading up about some fireworks shows and the history behind it all this week, and it came to my realization that on opening day at Disneyland, there were no fireworks. What year did they get added? Oh, gosh. I'll say Disneyland opened in 55, right? Yes. So I'll say 57. That's just my guess. I don't, I have no doubt. I really don't know. I'm not sure. Kobe said 57? Yeah. That was my guess. I'm going to go, I'll go similar. I'll go 58. All right, it was 56. Y'all were both very close. Oh, wow. 56. That's crazy. What was it called? Fantasy in the Sky is what it was. Fantasy in the Sky. Good question. They were lit by, really they were lit by hand. That's crazy. Not really for back then, but nowadays with how much Disney spends yeah. on fireworks every night, that would be, imagine, the pyrotechnics on that would be absolutely exactly. nuts. Fun question. Alrighty, yeah, that was a really fun show. I had a really good time with you guys today. Let's go ahead and wrap things up. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support us in more a different way, you can check us out down in the link down in the description where you can check out Patreon and everything like that. I know we just mentioned it a few minutes ago, but it really is how we make things roll around here. And yeah, just thank you guys so much for listening. We just appreciate you tuning in and being a part of it. If you want to check us out now on Twitter, we are officially over on Twitter at the Rope Droppers Podcast, as well as on Instagram at the Rope Droppers Podcast. Both of those links are down in the description. Uh, you can check me out at Glenn the Kid, Colby at Colby Trades Pins, and Landon at Disneyland to be. Colby posts pen content, Landon posts card content, and pen content sometimes. And I'm just vibing on my own personal account. The only thing I posted recently was for my wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Sarah. But that's about the only active part I've got on it. My name is Glenn. My name is Landon. And I'm Colby. And this has been the Rope Droppers Podcast. We will see you guys real soon. Bye-bye. Oh.